0: hello and welcome i am so happy to connect with you again and today i am going to be telling you a few things that i had done in the past that actually saved my marriage it saved they saved my relationship those are a bunch of shifts and behavioral changes that i had to do that saved actually not only my relationship but also me and um i i had done i remember doing a presentation a whole presentation on it it was like a um, like a keynote presentation and i think i entitled it what i had to do to save my marriage and i invited some people to it and of course there were those comments why is it always me that or us women that have to do the work and save the marriage and Again, I can't stress enough that you're not really doing those things. They're not really just for your relationship. I mean, first of all, if you want to have a happy relationship, then yes, there is some effort that is required, but really all those things, all those issues and problems and challenges in your relationship, they're really pointing you toward your own healing, understanding your wounding, understanding your programming, and understanding all the things that really don't serve you. And once you look at them honestly, and gosh, honesty is required. And I'll tell you that your ego is going to get bruised on the way quite a lot. But once you look at those things, and you really start unraveling them, and you start connecting the dots and seeing, okay, I don't need this. I'm letting this go okay, this needs healing, I am going to do that. I'm going to heal from it so that I can be and reveal that authentic part of me, that loving part of me, that real and true part of me. And you're just becoming a totally different person for yourself and for your family. So today I'll tell you a few few of those things. And I think we're going to be doing a two-part, I think. So consider this part one. If I, um, if I do it all in one part, then there's not going to be a part two. But let's just say it's part one. Um, yeah, so the first thing that I wanted to tell you is that when I came into my relationship, I was in that mode of controlling. Like I wanted to be in control. I wanted to be almost that parent to my husband. And I didn't know that. I had no clue. I thought that that was just a way of being. Because my mom taught me, and she voiced that a number of times. That was her one of her sayings. She would say, you have to raise your husband. Meaning, you have to mold your husband to whatever it is that you need him to be in the relationship. Right? So, I didn't even know that that's something I believed in. But then later, looking back at my behavior, I was like, holy guacamole, yes. I was... I, my, I was treating my husband like a guinea pig in our relationship. I didn't come into a relationship to experience my husband as a partner or as get to know him as who he was, but rather to go and to control him, to make all the changes that I thought that were necessary in his behavior, and his lifestyle. Just to give you an example like his diet was well according to me it was poor right (laughs) who am i to judge him but i'm just saying like at that point i was looking at his diet and i was quietly remember quietly thinking oh i will change it I'll, i'll show him a better way i'll show him a healthy way of eating and he'll see it and he'll be like oh this is great this is wonderful and he'll change And I've tried. My husband is not that kind of person that eats vegetables, at least not a lot of them. There's probably four that he will eat, and they have to be cooked, (laughs) Okay. And that ambitious me came into that relationship and was like, oh, I'm going to change it. And to give you another example, again, my husband is not the most organized person in the world, to put it mildly, (laughs) right? And I was like, oh, I'll show him that being organized and being clean and having a clean house and decluttering, that it all works so great for your well-being and your mental health and you just feel so much better. And it was like, "Eh." nope, it didn't work. I tried and it didn't work. And anytime I was trying to change his behavior, I was really focusing on him all the time. I was, it was almost like I was picking those pieces up ...of what wasn't working in our marriage... ...and it was always pointing to Him. Like, there was nothing wrong with me, absolutely, at that time, right? Like, I didn't know that there was anything that I was contributing... ...to our marriage falling apart at some point. It was always focused on Him and changing Him. Because, from my perspective, I knew it all. Oh, I did. And again... It, it's something it's it's that pride kind of it's that pride that you have that you know best that your opinion is the best and and I'll tell you that that pride in me had to shrink a lot my ego was bruised in a lot of places and I didn't even well, no I didn't even know it I didn't like what i'm telling you right now i had no awareness of it at that point what did change that pivotal moment that did change was when i um i believe it was the book by pam grout it it's called e squared or maybe it was the secret i don't know one of those books that i reached uh at the very beginning of my awakening and from those books i found out that that we come into a contract with another person like a soul contract right and we're teaching each other something like we're we're there to point to things by our by by the way we behave by the way we speak by the way we treat one another that we are supposed to be pointing and bringing the wounds up so that we can shift us and our behavior and our mindset and our understanding of our, of how consciousness works in general, right? So when that came to me, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then again, that ego that I got really bruised at that point and really went on a diet instead of my husband going on a diet, my ego went on a diet. And I realized, okay, I am really... The way that I'm treating my husband is not as a partner, but more as a parent. And I'll tell you, a lot of you will feel like you're a parent to your husband. A lot of times you will say, hey, it feels like I have another child at home because he doesn't never, he never knows what to do. I always have to initiate things. I have to make sure that the dinner is ready and he doesn't even know how to do the laundry. Um, And I just feel like I have a baby at home but i promise you that if you release that control that piece of control and if you let that person show you what they can really do and if you can show if if that person can show you what talents they have and their strengths then suddenly you are in a relationship because relationship is a balance of, okay, I have these strengths, right? And the other person has these talents or strengths and we each contribute to the relationship. And if there is a void in there, meaning neither one of us has something that we need, then we hire somebody else to do it, right? Like if if your husband doesn't know how to use tools and you don't know or don't want to use it, well then we hire somebody. But, In the end, it's just releasing that control of trying to change somebody. But rather looking at them as an individual or as your partner, your life partner that is already valuable, that has something valuable to say or contribute to your relationship. And they are the person they are. And you start loving those parts of him right or her Um, instead of trying to change and to, um, to parent. So that brings me to another thing that I'll tell you that I needed to do or to change, to shift in order to save my relationship. And that was that, that pride or that being stubborn and always wanting to be right. And and I'll tell you a, a quick story my husband once told me he says you know it doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong because you won't listen to me anyway and he told me once and he was pointing to a friend of mine at that point he says you know you always listen to y- your friend Although I told you the same thing a week ago, you just disregarded it, you didn't listen to it, but your friend told you and you were like, oh yeah, cool, let's do it, this is right, this is the right way to go. So I think my programming was, I would by default reject anything that my husband was saying that he wanted to contribute. I labeled it as he's got no value, he doesn't know what he's saying, I am always right, I am not going to listen to you, I am going to show you. I am right and that was happening by default that was just like my subconscious programming that was kicking in right and it was really hurting our relationship because my husband could see that I was listening to my friend who told me the exact same thing he had but I would not listen to him and so what I had to start doing is really taking into consideration okay maybe my husband actually has something valuable to say maybe the things that he says are right for the situation they don't have to be always but at least have a dialogue and a conversation and don't reject it um, just by default right i think this kind of behavior came from my deep wounding of not wanting to be wrong because in childhood, when I was wrong, meaning when I wanted to have an experience or make a decision and that decision wasn't um, such that my parents would approve of, then there was punishment, right? So anytime that I would try to uh, either make a decision or experience something, then I would have to be like thinking first, OK, are my parents going to like it? Am I going to be approved for it? Or am I going to be punished for it? So anything that gained my gained an approval and any time that I was right in my decision making, then I was good, I was safe, I was of value. Anytime I made an error, I wasn't. I was punished for it, right? So now admitting to my husband that I'm not right, it would be like I'm like, well, in my mind anyway, it would be like admitting that I had no value, that I have nothing to bring into my relationship. That was a very faulty and limiting belief system that I carried with me and carried into my relationship very much unknowingly. unknowingly. (laughs) But again, that's something that I had to let go of. And stopping and kind of listening to what your partner needs to say or has to say And also, the other part of it, admitting when you're not right, when you're wrong, or admitting and saying, hey, you know what? That idea that you had, that was a really good idea. And oh my gosh, at at that point of my journey back then, those words wouldn't even come through my throat. It was something that I couldn't do because to me, it was was almost... (sighs) Again, like treating our relationship like a competition. Who's better at it? who's got better who's got better things to give? who's got more knowledge, more talents? who's got more good better ideas, right? to give? And it, and really a relationship isn't a competition, but I know a lot of times we treat it like that because we just want to prove our value and this is exactly what I was doing. It was a part of my wounding, my childhood wounding. So I went and I corrected that. Um, I remember my husband first time when I told him that he was right, um, and I know that he got into that mode of trying to explain to me. Like he he got really, he was like really this is this is the right things to do, and he was trying to show me all the uh, all the pros and cons of why why he why we should do it that way. And I remember when I told him, like, yeah, you're right, we should, we should go with that. Like, he literally went silent and blank and didn't know what to say. It was like that awkward moment of silence when, when finally, when he got his voice back, he was like, oh, wait a second, you're saying, you're actually saying I'm right? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Is there, is there a catch here? What am I not seeing? And because he constantly before had to argue with me, right? It was just like that competition, that kind of um, arguing. And, and once it stopped, then he was just, he needed to get used to that, that part of me that was actually uh, acceptant of his ideas. Um, okay, what else? Let's see. I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a big one. and might not be true for some of you. And it relates to um, a parent figure. So for me, let's say my father figure, right? I admire my father for a lot of things that he had done uh, with his life, how he was able to build his business, how he was always... Um, able to find solution to things, being creative thinker, being a very good analytical thinking and being able to come to a situation with uh, with not only an open mind, but that kind of neutrality that really um, didn't steer him wrong. Because if we come from that emotional space, then we sometimes get steered by emotions, but he was able just to come with it as a um, point of neutrality and really solve a lot of problems. And my husband not that he's not creative or doesn't because he does right but at that point I didn't see it because I was trying to compare my father my husband to my father and oh my gosh this is probably like one of the worst things that you guys can do to either compare in a good way or a bad way well in a good way I guess I I guess that would work but when you say to your partner, oh, you're behaving like your mom, which my husband did tell me a few times that um, I, I was behaving like my mom and I was, not that it was kind of him, right? But he was just honest and truthful. And, and at that point, I was getting furious when he was saying it. But oh my gosh, yes, I was bringing a lot of those um, the, the, the pre-programmed behavior into my marriage that I'll also tell you about but when I was trying to compare my husband to my father and and instead of looking at the talents and the strengths that he had but looking at what he didn't as compared to my father that was really hurting my husband it was hurting his self-worth the sense of self-worth or or self-esteem because here I am, the most important person or one of the most important people in his life who's telling him that he's not enough. So whether I told them, hey, my father would do it like that or my father always does this and it just works better or just glorifying my father figure and kind of just pushing my Whatever my husband had to offer at that point pushing it aside and not seeing it we're focusing on the lack of then then obviously um, I Mean it doesn't take a genius right to know that that you're going to really be putting some dense some serious dents in your relationship and so I, I I guess i'm just encouraging you to to take a look at, at those things and see if you're focusing or some, something that your partner doesn't have or if you are really making an effort to focus and to praise the other party for the things that they do contribute to the relationship and hey i'll tell you because some of some of you might be saying right now well my husband so he doesn't really do much when he comes home from work he just knows how to play on his games and and uh maybe watch tv right and at some point you might just discover that you guys are balancing yourself and maybe you overextending yourself and sacrificing yourself and doing everything like that has to be done perfectly and although you are out of energy but you still decide to do those things right maybe it isn't such a great thing maybe what your husband or partner is trying to tell you is that hey let's balance it out a little bit i come from work i'm tired and i feel like sitting on the couch and watching netflix well maybe you should too and i know there is going to be laundry that is not done or maybe something else but hey the laundry is not going anywhere right but overextending our energy really leads us to a lot of those um, the, the places of overwhelm and of not knowing how to take, take care of ourselves. And um, so maybe sometimes the things that your partner is trying to show you or balance out in your relationship are not that bad. Again, are you speaking from the place of your programming right now, saying that a person should sacrifice their health, right? Or if they feel like they want to rest, no, there are things to be done. You need to be hardworking, right? Or that the the whole glorification of hardworking of a hardworking person. And I know again that's a part of my programming. I am recovering recovering workaholic, right? Because I had I have to pace myself. I had to come to a place where I'm like, well, no, I I need to take breaks. I need to take care of my energy. And again, if that's something that your partner is showing you maybe take a look at it as not as a not not as their fault but maybe maybe a good thing. Uh, Alright what else? Another thing that I needed to learn um is to really listen to my husband And to understand that he has his right to have his own opinion. And I know it seems something like, well, obviously everybody can have their own opinion. But when you come to a conversation with your partner or with anybody else, notice if you're trying to already find faults in somebody's behavior or thinking or approach or attitude, And you already in your head are thinking, okay, this is wrong with you. This is wrong. This is this. You should fix this. This is not the way to go. Maybe you should do this. Right. And we already are making that judgment. First of all, we're making a judgment that the other person doesn't know how to make their decisions, how to take care of their life how to deal with the emotions, we're already making that judgment and we're stepping in and we're the big fixer-upper, right? No, I'm going to fix that for you. Or your opinion is hurting you. Don't you see that having that opinion is just really wrong because? And sometimes we don't do that so openly, but really take a look at that place and and see if, if you're really giving that person a safe space to have that opinion because I'm sure that you want to, you would like to have the same, right? You would have to have a, like to have a safe space to have your opinion, and to make your own decisions, and not necessarily be judgmental toward the other person. So, when I was learning the new way of approaching our conversations, I had to learn to like really had to learn to listen instead of preparing in my mind what I'm going to say or how I'm going to fix somebody else's problem, the problem that in the first place they didn't even ask me to fix, right? They were just sharing something with me. And again, there is that part of a lot of my students, and this is again something that I was dealing with myself, we feel responsible for other people's happiness, for other people's misfortunes for other people's even emotions, right? Or emotional struggles. We feel responsible and we want to step in and just like show them the way, fix everything. When really the thing that we should be looking at and fixing is ourselves, is, is our own shifting our own behavior. Um, just to summarize what I have had covered so far, and yes, we'll split it into two episodes because it's a little bit too much to talk about in one. I just would like to point to you that anytime that you're focusing on another person and seeing faults in them and trying to fix them and trying to go in and control them, this is the time that you should be looking at yourself and your own own thinking, your own expectations toward the other person, your own sense of freedom and what freedom is in a relationship right am i giving that other person a freedom of being and expressing themselves as they are or am i trying to fix and control and here's the thing if i'm trying to fix and control the other person that means that there is a lot in that person that i am not acceptant of I'm just having trouble accepting because trying to fix something, meaning that that it's not the way you want it. So you are not accepting it. You're trying to fix it. Yet the things that that other person is reflecting, the, the things that you're trying to fix are really the things that you carry in your own field that you have trouble accepting. And instead of focusing on yourself, you're seeing those pieces and that other person and you're like that person needs fixing. That person needs some tuning up. That person needs a change of perspective. That person is hurt that person has real issues like me no that and I'm going to go and help them. No, don't do this. please stop right away whenever you find yourself trying to go and fix another person. Ask yourself a question. Okay, what am I not accepting in that person that I think needs fixing? And look for that piece in your own behavior. Look for that piece because this is the wounded piece. The piece that is in the way of you seeing your own light and seeing how beautiful of a person you are. And then shift that perspective in you instead of trying to go and control or fix, quote unquote, another person.